testing sound, testing sound, testing. testing this is how sound. we talk. Testing how far away from the mic I can drink without it registering. It's definitely going to register because yep. I slurped. That was a big deep. gulp. Hang on. How do I not make the sound? I don't know. Maybe just let it trickle down the back of your throat. Jesus. All right. Welcome back to the same place you were the last time you listened to us in your fucking house. Yeah. Happy quarantine 2020, everybody. Yes. Yeah. Welcome back. It's it's us. We're here. We're here for you um, for another week. By us, we mean it's Kenny and Katie of uh-huh. the Haunted Heart Podcast. There you go. Nice to meet you. If, if you're, you're new, new. Hey. Welcome. All right. I love synchronicity. Welcome. Um, yeah. Welcome. welcome to the show. How are you? Welcome to our little dark corner of the podcast world. Mm-hmm. Or ra- It's not radio. It's not radio. Nope. Uh, we discussed radio that is far more legitimate episode. than we are. <laughs> no. Yeah. But our our own little light corner of the the interwebs and the, and and whatnot. Welcome. Mm-hmm. We're here for you, and um, we're excited. Also here for us, so that we don't lose our fucking mind. <laughs> That's true. We yeah. I I definitely definitely would be talking to myself mm-hmm. uh, in my room. Just staring at the wall if it wasn't for me actually speaking into an actual microphone. Mm-hmm. That has a point because it goes out to you folks. Does you it have a point though? Does it? Mm. Press X. To that, I don't know. That's debatable. Think- <laughs> it's really, it's really, it's honestly, it's debatable. We're, we don't know. Perhaps. Um, but we do have an announcement this week. Do we really? We do. O-M-G. Um, yes, we do. I am really excited. <laughs> I love how you played the role of the audience there, but then immediately had to switch into, you know, exactly what the fuck the announcement is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, we've been kind of sitting on this for kind of uh, for a minute. We've been sitting on it like a secret. Mm-hmm, sitting on a secret. Uh, and we still don't know if it's going to happen or not, thanks to the current Yeah, so now climate. it's a surprise for us as well. But uh, our Arizona listeners might be happy to learn that we are actually uh, planning to attend the Mad Monster Party in Glendale, Arizona, uh, from June 19th to June 21st. Yes. Hopefully. Hopefully. If it happens. Thanks, Corona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so at s- sort of some of our goals and coming into this year, which seems so like <laughs> pointless now, it's all moot, right? Um, but, you know, we had all these goals and all these intentions, right? These plans like, oh, we're going to hit up, you know, these conventions and like all of this. And then, you know, surprise, Corona. She said, sit your ass down. You're not going anywhere. She said, you need to reframe your intentions and goals. And that's what we're doing. So it's fine. We're rolling with it. You got to roll with it, baby. Um, But yeah, so we had actually planned to uh, go to several, but hopefully we will still be attending this one. So far, it is still on. Uh, Hopefully it will be. Um, But if you don't know about Mad Monster, it is a horror convention, um, which is something that we have really been dying to get into uh, for quite a while. 
And uh, so if you've never been to a Mad Monster Party, they do one in Arizona. They also do one in Charlotte. I've attended the Charlotte, one in Charlotte. Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina, yeah. Um, and they have all sorts of um, fun vendors there. And you can see us on the little vendor list. Um, if you go to madmonster.com, and then it'll direct you to the Arizona Mad Monster Party. And you'll Hell see yeah. us there. Hell yeah. With a there's, bunch of really cool people. Yeah, there's one of the cool things about this uh, convention is that like so obviously we want to go there to you know get the podcast out there and meet new people and bring new darklings into our family and that's you know it's it's all about that but also I'm fucking excited just to go to this um because it's always a really good time and there are actors from your favorite famous horror films um Nev Campbell is headlining but there's a ton of really great people that are going to be there Mm -hmm. um Robert England's going to be there uh so Doug Bradley yes so there's a lot of like really cool actors who you can do meet and greets with but there's also like horror clothing companies like Love Pain and Stitches and Rock and um, Horror Apparel Rock and Horror Apparel who I have a vest from so there's a lot of and then I think there might even be like tattoo artists that are there it's just a really cool like mixed bag of everybody who's like horror adjacent um in the community so it's just really it's really cool um, I'm as excited to attend it as an attendee as I am to be there as a vendor supporting the podcast. Oh, it's so much fun. My yeah. first time there when I went to the one in Charlotte, I actually got to uh, meet PJ Souls and mm-hmm. like so cool, so awesome. And I got her and I got um, Tony both from Halloween to Simon Michael Myers mask, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um and it was just a lot of fun. And like I said, you make some really great connections there, too, because these are, um, y- you know, um, local vendors, mostly. Yeah. Um, and people that, you know, they this is their this is their job. They travel the convention circuit and, right. you know, this is how they make a living or it's a huge part of their um, what brings them, you know, revenue in. And, you know, with all of this going on, like it's such a, you know, obviously, I'm sure it's a hit to um to them as well oh, so i sure. really hope the whole pandemic thing yeah. yeah i hope that we're able to pull it together yeah. and uh and have it safely if not i'm sure it'll be rescheduled and we will be there then so arizona get your damn tickets june 19th through the 21st we are coming to your house and we expect a warm welcome <laughs> i mean i've never been i've never been to arizona I have. I have been to Arizona. I've spent some time in Scottsdale. Um, it's very cool. I like Arizona. I low-key could see myself living in Arizona. Really? Because it's very... Well, you know I have that thing with flat land where it oh, just yeah, calms, yeah, yeah. I think we it talked just calms about this. me down. I don't know if I could be there all the time because I, I do love my trees mm-hmm. um, and my greenery. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Arizona has plenty of greenery, too, if you know what kind to look for. I have no clue what you're talking I'm about. I'm talking about weed. Oh, okay. Okay. I was thinking, again, <laughs> I was thinking cacti. Cool. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> you remember? I was yes. like, oh, yes, cactus. I, I know that. <laughs> yeah. But wait, can't you get high off cactus? Isn't there Isn't there a type of cactus that you can like? I'm sure there is. No, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking sure of peyote. There is. You're thinking of what? Peyote. P-O-D. Peyote. Oh, peyote. Peyote. P-O-D. I thought you were talking about the fucking band P-O-D, and I was like, we were <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Woo, that was a ride. Um, 
peyote? Yeah. No, I'm not. Is that a cactus? No. No. I don't think peyote. No, I don't what think so. What am I so. thinking? I also I don't, don't think it's in Arizona. I mean, I could be wrong, though. Anyway, show up, show out, bring you peyote, whatever. Yeah. We'll have a great time. Bring your love of horror and come and chill with us because we'll be there. Hell yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. So. All right. Um, what was the website again? Madmonster.com? Yeah, so just go to madmonster.com. That's their main uh, event page. And then you can just click on the little link that says Mad Monster Party Arizona. And that'll take you to the Arizona page where they have a list of the guests, um, the events, because they also do different um, events throughout the weekend. They've got the full schedule, vendors, um, and links to where you can look at hotels and uh, buy tickets. Hell so. yeah. We'll link it on all our shit as oh. we get closer. Hopefully I would be happens. so excited to meet Nev Campbell. Like, I I will probably shit myself. Probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I uh, I love her a lot. It's gonna be one of those things where I'm just gonna have to like man the booth. Yeah. And then like yep. you're gonna have to go, and then <laughs> I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna just go be with her. No. <laughs> And you just go off and be with Nev Campbell, and I'm just like Sick. left. What if What if Nev Campbell and I became besties after this? I and we were like, and then Nev Campbell came on the podcast. Fuck. <laughs> uh, Shit! Don't think I won't try to like show this damn podcast and amazing. see if I can get some guests from amazing. some damn actors up there. Fuck! Yes, I will. <laughs> Best believe, Doug. Doug Bradley, get your ass on here, honey. I got a I got a lament box right over here for you. Shill Shill Master Nine Thousand. <laughs> All right. <laughs> cool. So that was our housekeeping. Um, that's yeah, the, pretty I easy. mean, we we had, it's it's kind of weird because we're like a little bummed because we had this whole like idea in our head of how we were going to roll it out to you guys and it was going to be this big cool announcement because this is like, um, you know, we, we don't do a ton of conventions. It's not like a normal thing for us. And so we kind of like had gone out on a limb to join this one and we're still obviously really excited about it but then the whole thing with this fucking global pandemic that's just ruining everybody's time right now mm-hmm. um kind of makes it so that you know it might happen it might not so now it's kind of like this weird thing but hopefully hopefully you're excited and hopefully if you're listening to us in Arizona or anywhere else and you just want to fucking travel to Arizona cuz you're tired of looking at the four walls of your fucking house mm-hmm. um then hopefully you will come out and join us and we'll be able to give a big hug and a big yeah. sloppy kiss. Big old sloppy wet one. Just lay one right on us. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I hope y'all are ready for a Kenny episode, honestly. I love it. I'm ready. Well, I have my tea here always, that I'm going to try to drink low-key. So here's the thing. I always just feel like that your episodes are always like – so well put together. <laughs> oh, 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 honey. Oh, honey. No, but I just You're feel like your, your topics. Well, I just feel like your topics are always so like, I don't know. They freak me out. They're like, your topics are often like scary, like shit, like mm-hmm. mental shit that mm-hmm. just fucks with me. So I'm always concerned when you present because I'm like, what, what? sort of mental state am I going to devolve into right Mm -hmm. um but then again I think that's just our friendship on the daily right yeah Mm -hmm. Um, it's just the way that I like to live my life (laughs) when in doubt just freak them out right Mm -hmm. always 100 percent um so I don't know but I just like to I just like to tell you a story well I love to be told a story baby yeah 
So what I'm going to do is you you've got your coffee. Please don't um tea. or tea, coffee, tea, whatever. I hope it doesn't have caffeine in it. Fuck, I didn't think about it's that. It's tea? Probably does. Damn. Hmm. <laughs> but you've got your you've got your mug over there and you're you're comfy and you're you're I ready. Am. So I got my comfy pants on. What I need you to do is and I guess you guys listening can can imagine. This I guess too. you can join. <laughs> I guess it's you really about us, join. but I guess you can join. You're in, you're here for the ride. <laughs> but you can envision this too, I'm assuming. But anyway, um, so let's imagine that it's the summer of 2013. Love okay? it. Okay. Better times, right? Hopefully, for some of us. <laughs> Better than now, in the perhaps. Summer of 2013, I was in a, a a very aggressive downward mental health slide uh, that had me like hoarding dishware under my bed. So <laughs> I don't think I was doing. I think I'm doing all right now, comparatively. Shit. What was I doing in the summer of 20? Let's see, 2013. What was in North doing? Carolina? I think I was probably just, just working you were retail. Just living, right. I think your dark your dark time was like 2010, right? Or was it? It nine? was 20. When was the ugly Betty slash phase? 2011? Okay. It was kind of like it Got went it. a little both ways. It was like end of 2000 or beginning of the end of 2010, mm-hmm. and it went and spilled on into 2011, where I first moved uh, away from home, mm-hmm. uh, and just did not have a job and was just sitting at yeah unemployed Kenny is home. not it's not a good it's not a good path yeah he, and I he just, tends to not do well well i just laid in bed and i watched ugly betty constantly like i just i binged it over with your roommate's chihuahua that you hated i didn't hate him he was you hated just, that I, dog okay i did at the time you hated him i did um don't come for me, dog lovers. I love dogs. But it's all right. Time, it worked out in the end. He, he was, was one of those little yippy chihuahuas who just it's very sweet. Love him now. Love him from afar. Yes. Right? Yes. You were in a fragile place. You were also home with him every fucking minute of the day, which yes. is probably While what, everyone else went to work. Yeah, exactly. And you just need a little space. Absence I was just there. Makes the heart grow fonder. Um, so I was there and then just watching Ugly Betty over and over. Like I would just continue, like I finished the season and then just started it over. And it was the only thing that I watched. Um, and just in a really bad place. Wouldn't shower. I guess that's called depression. Right. <laughs> but I guess you were doing good in 2013, though. I, think I, I wasn't doing was as fine. good. So I'll pretend that I was where you were in 2013 instead of okay. hoarding dishware for no reason. I still can't tell you why. <laughs> Well, you were preparing for this apocalypse. I was afraid to be an imposition, so it's okay. All right. So it's the summer of 2013. Got it. All right. And we are YouTubers. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) We're YouTubers, okay? We could never. We could literally never. I have friends who are YouTubers, and it is so fucking hard Mm -hmm. you guys have no idea how hard it is to be i mean unless you are a youtuber and you're listening to this you might be but it's really fucking hard man you have to like plan what time you release your content and film your shit and make sure that you look fucking kind of like how we have have to to, like plan when to release episodes and record our content and sound decent no we say we're gonna drop okay sounding decent looking decent two totally fucking different things to sound decent i'm gonna give it a Maybe get a sip of water and then I'm going to 
throw that voice on, baby. But if I have to look decent, no. That's like an hour to two hour process that we have to do. Why, listen, why do you think it's so hard to get this bitch on a fucking live? We have to set like, up a film. Like, <laughs> and I don't even look that good on the lives. Like most of the time, he just wears me down to the point that I'm like, sure, I'll go on in any condition. Um, but yeah, no, it's really, it's really fucking hard. There's all that like editing and then you have to worry about like demonetization if you say the wrong thing. Yeah, because like, they have like weird words that are like demonetized, which also actually this goes out to the YouTube platform. So I guess technically we're YouTubers. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Technically we are, but I'm sure that, I mean, we're not monetized on YouTube and we probably fucking never will be because we say things like. Like we you know. fucking never will be. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you actually can say fuck. No, I don't think so. I've watched several and they were like covering up because they were demonetized for saying the word bitch. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. Bitch is a weird thing. Fuck is fuck doesn't get as much demonetization as bitch does. Like there's like YouTube has this weird thing with bitch. It's the whole thing. There's like not enough people that review the videos and like so it's getting like sent to like robots and like, you know, it's a whole thing. You're talking about robots. So we need to Anyway, we're YouTubers. (laughs) Um, so yes we are youtubers and what we do is we go around and we film ourselves exploring abandoned mines throughout nevada california and arizona uh-huh. so we've researched it about a dangerous. particular sounds yes like a bad idea could be so we've researched about a particular tunnel located in Kingston, Nevada, that <laughs> a particular we tunnel. want to check <laughs> out. It is particular, mm-hmm. but we want to check it out. Um, so, and there's nothing like notable about this tunnel. It's really just a, a simple ore tunnel that was used in the 70s to transport materials from the nearby Victorine mine. But you know, it's abandoned and cool, and so we, we want to check it out, right? Because we're cool. We want to check it out. We love a tunnel. We love an ordinary tunnel. <laughs> so, we make our hike to the tunnel, and when we arrive, we notice that there's lots of water coming from the mine. Now. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Are you saying that there's a water. lot of water spewing from the tunnel? That yeah. the tunnel is quite damp, moist. moist. Some might say wet. Some would say that this tunnel is wet, yes. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Um. So, now because there's so much water, we're a little, you know, concerned about the reliability of this tunnel. But uh-huh. we figure, what the hell? We've come all this way for content. We'll just be super careful. <laughs> yes, yes. This is us. This story is about That's us. That's when it gets accurate, right? Um, <laughs> that was real. <laughs> oh, it's it's spewing out water and looks like we might drown. Hmm. Let's just head on in. I mean, we got to get already. we got to get this content. I would say to you, God damn it, I did my hair, so we're we're filming a fucking video. <laughs> Even if it's me sitting in front of this bitch eating my sandwich, I relate to the content struggle. Kenny, I put on a lip for this. <laughs> we will not waste this Mac. <laughs> we will not. I put on a lip and a goddamn nail. <laughs> we're gonna go oh if i put on a nail it's over it's over we've been filming from the point that the nail got put on we've been vlogging the whole way here (laughs) so we walk in our boots sink deep into the mud as we go in we notice there's a yellow ventilation tube that's hanging in shreds from the top of the tunnel we get a really eerie vibe but shake it off because Eerie is what comes with the territory when you're exploring abandoned uh, mines, right? 
Well, we keep going, noting that a series of heavy, rusty chains are hanging eerily still from the top of the tunnel. Nah, nah. Yeah. The rusty chains. Yeah, thing I figured is, you'd be into the rusty chains. It might be chains. an opt out. I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm down as long as like. I don't know. I don't feel like there's enough disclosure in this situation for me to be down for the chains. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll find out, right? So these chains were obviously remnants of uh, some sort of pulley system that would have been in place at the time. And as we keep going further and further, we continue to get an overwhelming sense of dread. There's a chill that begins to creep up our spines that at first, might be contributed to the darkness and the damp, but we can't quite shake a feeling in the pit of our stomachs that we're being watched. Watched by something sinister, perhaps, that doesn't want us going any further. And because we're white as hell, we go a little further. Feeling the darkness devour us as we stray further from the light of the entrance is getting further and further away. The only thing illuminating our field of vision is our flashlights. We turn our cameras to look back to see how far we've come. And when we turn around and shine our lights into the distance, we see a single chain suspended from the ceiling, rocking vigorously back and forth. We feel an intense drop in the ambient air temperature, coupled with an overwhelming negative energy that seems to be emanating just up ahead. As we compose ourselves from our shock, we then begin to back out of the cave, the swinging chain never once losing its momentum. Mm -hmm. So how accurate was this for us? (laughs) I, I feel like I would like to say that I would not ignore like my my vibes because I'm pretty good with vibes mm-hmm. in places. Yeah, and I usually don't ignore them. Um, but I do also relate to the content struggle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I can so understand why this, you right? would push a little further. Like we go through all of this. Like this isn't just like on the side. This is like a hike. Like we have yeah. hiked there. It's been a moment. You like, would push forward. You'd be like, we gonna get this. I and would, I'd be like, we should turn back. And you'd be like, we gonna get this. We're gonna get it. At least. Yes. So, um, well, what I just described to you was an actual play-by-play of a YouTuber by the name of Frank from a channel called... Uh, appropriately, exploring abandoned mines in California, Nevada, and Arizona. A creative. <laughs> I love it. Who, in the summer of 2013, explored the abandoned Horton mine. And you can As find in, this like, footage. Horton, here's a uh, who? God damn it. I was going to make that joke oh, later. Shit. <laughs> yes, as in Horton, here's a who. Horton, here's a what? <laughs> Horton, here's my fat ass running out that tunnel. Even, <laughs> just even heavy ass steps. I mean, like, struggle. And the ground is wet, so you know it's, it's you know, you got to put slipping. a little extra left leg muscle in there to get out. Mm-hmm. Those um, slippery, wet tunnels can be um, tricky. I wouldn't know anything about them. Um, so, uh, he, in the summer of 2013, explored the abandoned Horton mine. And you can find this footage on YouTube. 
Now, Frank is not a ghost hunter. The channel isn't about ghost hunting, and Frank, in any of his video, in many of his videos, had never once mentioned ghosts. It's mm-hmm. not something that he was doing. He really was just exploring abandoned places, which I get. I love exploring abandoned mm-hmm. places. Like I love a good old house on the side of the road that ain't nobody been in. I love exploring that shit. There's something to me about the um I don't know, I guess the absence of people that or you know, the absence of a space that used to be inhibited that I find really interesting. It's really spooky, but I don't know. It's like one time when I went to um I was rummaging around this old uh, house with a a friend of mine and I found these old love letters. Mm. And it's just interesting to think that like, you know, I guess people used to be getting made business. Oh yeah. But now they not. That life used to inhabit a space and now it's not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I feel that there's a, there's a particular kind of um, vibe about that. There's like a special kind of stillness in places where, you know, people used to be, there all the time and now nobody's been there for a while nature kind of starts reclaiming things i can i can feel that yeah um so needless to say frank was spooked so much so that um it took his curiosity an entire year to be able to prompt him to go back into the mine oh a whole year yeah because i would probably say the 12th of fucking never babe i'm not going (laughs) back i'm good it took him a whole year they didn't gave me one strike, whatever it is that's in that damn mind. I ain't going back again. Right. Sis. And I will say, I watched that video. It's fucking terrifying. Because <laughs> it's a whole row of chains, and it's literally just one. And it's like, it's not, I'm not talking about just like gently rocking. It's like vigorously. Oh, oh yeah, he mad. And it's he mad. not, and like the whole time, like it just, it doesn't lose its momentum. Uh-huh. Um, He big mad. So the second time, the activity was a bit bit more elevated. Uh, Frank makes his way back to the cave. Still makes a note that it's wet. (laughs) It's still very wet. Um, Yeah, that's probably. We'll talk about it in a minute. uh (laughs) It ain't a good thing that it's wet. Um, (laughs) He continues further than he did a year previously. Uh Um, but still notes that this tunnel just doesn't feel right. So maybe you should go the fuck home, Frank. <laughs> Leave this tunnel alone. Go on home, boy. You ain't got to. You you don't have to know. You need to check yourself. We don't have to know everything that's out there. I'm very good at doing that. I'm like, you know what? I have just entered a space that I'm not supposed to be in. These mysteries are not for me. Have a great day. I will see you never. Um, take care. Be well. <laughs> I think that's what... Bless fu- up, sis. I think like, that's what fucks me up. Because I kind of like want to know. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm perfectly... It's all right. This is not for me. Okay. I have the confidence of, you know, knowing that I'm not as susceptible to, you know, paranormal activities that I think allows me, you know, to want to push a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Until that um, motherfucker takes that rest probably. of chain and slaps you across your fucking face. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, no, there was actually one time that I was very, like, that I felt like that wall that I have mm-hmm. was breached. Mm-hmm. And I'll get into that probably a little bit later on. Um, 
So he um, he comes back to this mine. He's going a little bit further. He, again, says that it just doesn't quite feel right. Um, but we're pressing on. But he does. He it presses is, on. It is the way he's, of the Caucasian people. He presses on, you know. He's just, he's, you know, got the balls to go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but as he continues, he sees that there's a mist that begins to float around. Just kind of comes up out of nowhere and just kind of starts to form. Sure. And don't as worry he about that. goes further, it just gets thicker. Oh yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's probably not. It's cool. <laughs> We're good. We're good, Frank. It's probably just a fog machine, you know, in this abandoned mine. Uh-huh. So as he continues further towards the back of the tunnel, he finally makes his way to the end. And in the video, he gives us a brief explanation of the chute system that you see at the end of this tunnel. Uh-huh. Um, that was used in which the ore from the top of the, um, in the, in the mountain above, whatever you want to call it, okay, would drop. And so it would drop down into the chute uh, and be dumped into a cart that was then trolleyed out mm-hmm. from the tunnel. So there's all kinds of rusted machinery and there's water pouring out everywhere. Um, and there's creepy shit. Like it's just really not a place you probably want to be. Also probably not safe, like physically. Like right. machinery, lots of water. Yeah. Been around since the seventies. Rust You gonna get probably, that probably I was gonna say, probably Hopefully had a tetanus shot. If he spends a lot of time in abandoned mines, I think he probably gets a Tdap. Yeah. Pretty regularly. Uh, the other issue with abandoned mines, though, is um, like bobcats. Oh, I can actually, see that. Actually, that's the big issue. That's that's actually the biggest issue. Um, other than like falling and hurting yourself or mm-hmm. some shit. Or like a sudden like cave-in where you get trapped or... We're going down a tunnel that you think leads somewhere and instead you just take a step and then instead fall like fucking 50 feet. Um, bobcats are a big issue because now they um, nest in them. Hmm. So you could be like going into the mine, right, with your flashlight and then all of a sudden a fucking Wouldn't that be fucking wild terrifying? Wildcat just runs right at your fucking face. You're done. You're done, well, e- son. It's over. Or even just being there and then just like turning your flashlight and just seeing like a fucking bobcat just right there. Yeah, you get fucked. You're screwed. (laughs) You are so screwed. You are so dead. Yeah. You are fucking, yeah, it's over. Well, so we spend a moment looking at all of this stuff. And, you know, Frank decides to turn to head back out. So when he does, he makes his way a little bit further down and... Looks back one more time. Oh, nah. And in the dead silence, he hears this. Oh, no. Tunnel. And uh, there's the uh, ore pass with all the cascading water. And um, what the fuck is that? I don't know what that was, but uh, there was a sudden blast of cold air, and uh, I'm getting out of here. Uh-uh. 
No, sis, I'm out. Mm-mm. Let me tell you one thing: this girl does not do auditory hallucinations. She does not. She does not fuck with shit that's trying to talk to you in the fucking dark. I don't fuck with that. You need to find another way to communicate with me. It almost sounded though, like um, like it almost sounded like what I would have imagined that place would have sounded like when the when mm. all the machinery was yep. in operation, right? Like the beeping and the right. like sound of stuff. Like it wasn't like somebody going. It wasn't. Bitch, kind of you better get the fuck up out of here. It's kind of like people doing work. It sounded like productivity to me, which is the scariest thing. Right. That's <laughs> what I thought too. Because when I was researching this, I was expecting. So when you and I can show you the chain video later, but when you see the chain video, it's kind of what you expect, right? Like yeah. You expect something like something that. Something mad. But when this, when I was going into the second video, I was like, hmm. Like I was expecting to hear some sort of demonic voice, right? Mm-hmm. But the fact that it was what it was which was like everyday life they just out here trying to punch this clock right (laughs) is what really gave me chills and if you're watching the whole video like that whole back end is just like flooded with water it's like rusted there shouldn't be anything fucking mechanical working there right right like right and also been abandoned since the fucking 70s well and so. also you didn't hear it on the like you didn't hear it on the way in like there's a specific right. moment like right. a timestamp where that sound starts it's and not he's just been in the mind for a while it's just yeah. random if it was something that was going off it would have been going off the whole time yes so now um as you heard frank he got the fuck out of dodge <laughs> um and he actually vowed never to return to the horton mine ever again now, there are several theories that are floating around in the comment section about it um, being from like a leftover walkie-talkie or radio signal, number station, perhaps. Girl, from when? Walkie-talkies run on batteries, sis. That's true. That is true. Um, but, I mean, I guess could be plausible, right? Um, especially if you think that, you know, if you bring to the table that he could have made this as a hoax he like, could have yeah yeah you know it possible right but for me it's like a lot of the times if you are going through the trouble of making a hoax video like i don't know it it was just most of the time i would have expected again like some sort of voice thrown in right. it was just a weird choice like if he was going to hoax it would have been more it it just seemed like it would have been more. Also, again, he, he just didn't fit the profile of someone who was just out to, you know, explore ghost, ghostly places or right. the paranormal. Right, he never talked about it. Right, he never talked okay. about it. It was never a part of his videos. It wasn't a thing. He wasn't a ghost explorer. So it just, it did, could be plausible, but just didn't seem that way. Mm-hmm. Um, But I, and I will also note that there was one commenter who question both the walkie theory and the radio signal or whatever you want to call it. Um, And this person made a comment that says, all I can say about the Horton mine is I grew up a little over an hour north of here. There are mines all over the place around here. I actually worked at a mine site and was a base operator uh, at an open pit mine. I was in charge of many duties, but one of the, but one was monitoring the radio CB that was connected with about two or three different operations within a three mile radius. I would hear calls out all day from blasting crew, equipment, trucking runs, etc. I will say I've never heard anything quite like this. 
Sometimes underground, if they are blasting, they will call out and radio to the blaster to make sure that the detonation is good. Once everything is cleared and in place, then they sound an alarm system throughout the mine. What was really interesting about this, though, was the time frame that it all happened in. I've heard detonation and blasting calls, worker detonation radio clearance, many times. But almost every single time and every single occasion, there is always a fair time lapse between actual, uh, what he says, DET and clearance for DET. A whole lot of things have to be okayed first before detonation and even before the alarm is sounded after the clearance as well. Very strange to me. Can't say exactly what this whole situation was caused from. It doesn't sound like a normal DET blast procedure. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of makes sense, right? So there's like, like not enough time between when they radioed what we're thinking, what this commenter is thinking. Mm-hmm is when they radioed for clearance and when they started the alarm to start blasting. Right, okay. yes. Because, you know, I, and that makes sense to me. Like, you would make want to make sure, I guess, that everything is clear, people aren't there. Like, you wouldn't just go right into blasting, right? Right. So, makes sense. So, that's Unless an interesting... Unless you fuck something up. <laughs> Unless it's your first day on the job, girl, and you don't understand, you don't realize right. that there's supposed to be a fucking moment. <laughs> I mean, but have we looked into that? Has anybody died in this mine from somebody fucking prematurely hitting the fucking alarm bell? Blowing I, some shit up? I couldn't tell. Mm. Um, but there is one particular theory that I want to get into that also uh, has been brought up, and it's the obvious. It's just ghost. Uh, but what I'm about to dive into, sort of like the second half of my little story here, um, is a, is a ghostly phenomenon known as the stone tape theory. Okay. Essentially, the stone tape theory suggests that ghosts and hauntings are akin to tape recordings, and that at some point an impression was left on a place or even an object by someone, and that energy manifests itself into a, a recording of that captured moment. Mm-hmm. Now, this is um, a theory that's been around for a while. Parapsychologists since the early 1900s have believed in this theory, um, but a 1972 Christmas ghost play called The Stone Tape is what actually popularized the term, and it was retroactively added in as the term for this phenomenon. And we've kind of talked a little bit about this, I think, in the past, um, but haven't really gotten into a deep dive over Mm -hmm. um, what you may already know as residual hauntings. Right. Um, But Which I very much believe in. I think I I, I subscribe to that belief of, um, I guess, that methodology of haunting, Mm -hmm. that I think that's how it works. I think we have energy that we carry around in ourselves and as we know that energy can never be created or destroyed and so i think we kind of can leave impressions on places sometimes even without it even knowing mm-hmm. um that sort of echo through yes, time exactly so i kind of just wanted to just dive a little bit more into that because we've glazed over it a little bit but haven't really gotten into the meat of what it's about sure Um, So the main belief surrounding this theory is that some locations have attributes that allow for them to record mental energy Mm. or psychic impressions from certain past events and record them like images to a film. Elements such as quartz, crystalline, granite, or limestone are known for their conductive properties for this type of theory. 
some theorists suggest that the more traumatic the event, the stronger the impression is. And that then allows for us, or at least a select few who are sensitive to spiritual energy, to watch as this history plays back on a constant loop. We can even dig back a little further and go into the 19th century to someone by the name of Charles Babbage, known as the father of modern computing, who came up with the idea that due to a transference of energy between particles, spoken words could leave impressions even within the air itself. Mm. And that these impressions could be audible well after they had been said. And there's actually a really, he, there was a quote from him that I thought was really interesting and quite poetic and beautiful, but it goes, um, the air itself is a vast library on whose pages are forever written all that man has ever said or woman whispered. Hmm. So as we progress further along into the 19th century and this idea, idea began to take hold, we start seeing a lot of psychic researchers who start adding in the addition of specific places being able to hold this energy. And then a man by the name of William Fletcher Barrett suggested that inanimate objects could also store this type of energy. And then in the early 20th century, uh, when we get into some spiritualism that happened at the time, um, they started calling it place memory. And people began to propose this as an actual scientific thing that could be studied by those who knew how to perform psychometry, hmm. which is the ability to read the history of an object through touch. Damn, I realized that I, I really wish that they had uh, offered that at my high school instead of geometry. <laughs> really wish that I could have opted in for psychometry. There I think I would have done a lot better. There was a TV show that was about someone. I think it didn't even make it past the pilot, but it was about someone. They were um, on the police force and they discovered that they had this power that they could like touch things or like murder weapons or something like that and, and could, have like, like a that's a raven and have moment. a that's a raven moment we love a that's a raven moment or at least get the vibe and it was about them solving murders and all that bullshit and whatnot mm -hmm. um so i don't know i have you ever gotten like have you ever experienced that i was just curious like have you ever gotten a vibe or a feeling by something that you have like touched <laughs> Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I realized how that there. sounded after hmm. I said it. Very loaded question. Um, no, I'm not really a. I'm not really a touch person. I'm way more of a vibe person. Um, I'm gonna put that on your tombstone. <laughs> she wasn't much of a touch person. Way more of a vibe person. Put it right under. Uh, hit me with them good vibes. Miss me with that bullshit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm not I'm not so much of like a tactile uh I don't tend to have um it like touching something doesn't necessarily increase um the degree to which I pick up on like a spiritual energy. It's just mm -hmm. more like being in that space and sort of like interacting with that space. Right. Right. Um it's it's not so much for me about like what I'm actually putting my hands on. Like, I don't necessarily even need to touch anything to know, like, whether I'm in, like, a space where some good things happened or a space where some bad things happened. And, right. you know, it's just kind of a, a vibe thing. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. Um, I can kind of 
relate a little bit. Not, I can kind of connect to this a little bit with uh, like tarot cards because it uses mm. touch to like, you know, as part of a connection. Yeah. I, I I have to say, so I can get with it a little bit, but I've never. Um, been able or I've never like have picked up something and it's thought oh god this just has like really bad energy to it Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um but again like I said not really uh as open to all of that so Mm -hmm. may not be fair but um so we're talking about psychometry right now and um there was an Oxford professor by the name of Harry Price who was um kind of a huge proponent of this like idea and he kind of had this theory that went um well i think these are his actual words um where he says they talking about place memories must consist in some more or less permanent mode of arrangement of the molecules or atoms or infraatomic particles of which the walls furniture etc are composed and in that case it ought to be possible to verify their existence by the ordinary methods of physical science by physical or chemical tests of some sort or other. But so far as we know, this cannot be done. So he believed that this was an actual scientific thing. Right. Um, that could potentially be measured. Mm. Um, or uh, what's that word that scientists use? They um, not investigate. Hypothesis? No, no. Not scientific method? No. Damn. Deduced? It's an... It's an I word. <laughs> what sounded out? Okay, what it, what um, does it mean? Not investigate, but bitch, I don't know. Um, <laughs> like study, I don't know. Got it. Whatever. I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep thinking on it. Whatever. So he just thought that that it was possible that we just didn't have the ability to do so. Right. He thought you could prove it. Yeah, he thought you could prove it, but uh, I guess he thought that's what we would be doing in 2020, but. Nah, we just (laughs) here at the house. We just just over here at the house. We still here. I mean, you know, we've got Wi-Fi now. Okay. You know, uh, we've got Wi-Fi, we've got DoorDash and Netflix. Mm -hmm. That's what we have. Mm -hmm. We don't have the ability to scientifically measure fucking history of memory (laughs) yeah and inanimate objects got it so these ideas kind of bounced around and in the 1960s charles lethbridge an archaeologist archaeologist turned paranormal researcher love that very cool combination love that very cool combination Um, i wonder what turned him towards like paranormal i'd I'd go on a first date with him would would. you really i truly would can you imagine the conversation fuck yeah i'd be like hell yeah let's go on a date bitch (laughs) absolutely um it would be a little creepy right like if he he was an archaeologist like what what would you come across babe Maybe. That like scared you. What turned you, you to but a life I would of know. paranormal research? Yeah. Right? See, that's the kind of danger that I, I'm not going to go into the fucking dark tunnel. But I'll go on a first date with an archaeologist turned fucking weird spiritual investigator. <laughs> Katie's like, "Yep." She sees him swipes on Tinder, left, <laughs> right. I don't remember which one. Which one do you do? I don't know. You, I don't. Uh, I've I've literally never used Tinder. <laughs> she would. <laughs> Whatever, she'd send her ASL to him. 
I would, yes. <laughs> I'd hit him with that ASL. <laughs> Y'all Age, don't know nothing sex, about that. Location, job occupation. Mm-hmm. Um so he brought forth the addition of a sort of either surrounding these places or objects that could hold this energy mm. and that certain places associated with pain or death were more likely to hold these fields and that it was especially true for places of high humidity due to mm-hmm. water molecules helping the process along. Yes, and he is very smart and is getting a second date because <laughs> um, one of the reasons, I know y'all think I was just being funny with the wet, dark tunnel joke, mm-hmm. uh, but actually the fact that there was running water there is pretty significant because what we see is that in areas where you have running water or the presence of what, particularly if the water's moving, mm-hmm. um, if there's a kinetic energy um, involved with the water, then we see higher levels of spiritual conductivity. Um, and so if you are in a creepy place and there's also water flowing through the creepy place, that's going to tend to amplify whatever it is that's going on there. I mean, it can right. be good. It can be bad. It's not, I don't want you to be afraid of water. Take a fucking shower. But like. <laughs> Somewhere, I, next time I go to the shower, I'm just like <laughs> looking at it, like yeah. judging it. Any kind of energy, any kind of spiritual energy that's, that is in a place is going to be amplified by running water. Yes. Um, which was interesting because um, in his first video when he's talking from like, I guess, a mining experience, mm-hmm. um, he noted the water. But the reason why he went into the tunnel, um, regardless of the water, was because it was running. Right. Because he and I don't know why, but he said that the running water was like, obviously, it's not good to have water at all in a mine. But the fact that it was running meant that it would have been safer than stagnant water. I don't know why, but that was his Hmm. expertise, I guess I should say. I mean, bugs live in stagnant water. You're going to get a lot of mosquitoes. Maybe it has something to do with the safety. I don't know. If there's a mining expert out there that knows why (laughs) that's listening to us, let us know. Um, watch we get like a creepy fucking email from the ghost who swung the chain. Oh my God. Look, dude, I'm not going anywhere near your fucking mind. I promise you I'm not. You just you do your thing. Find right. peace, baby. I wish you peace. I wish you peace. <laughs> so obviously skeptics abound. Um, and I don't think that it would be an easy task to find an actual geologist who would support this theory. Many have brought up the point that if this is true, why is it just one moment and not a wave of every moment Mm. that has happened, right? Why does it record um, just one individual moment? What is is it about that moment that is special? I have some thoughts on that. Are you interested in that? Perhaps. Let me finish my point. Finish your script. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She does have a script. She, um, she came prepared. So why would it last centuries without being overwritten? Mm-hmm. Why only certain places? Mostly it boils down to the theory being pseudoscience to some. But there's always the what if. What about the haunted soil of Gettysburg? Did the blood of those slain in battle seep into the earth to form a paranormal bond? 
or the wood beams of the old Skirid Inn, who saw their fair share of deadly hangings, the Paris catacombs, the vaults of Edinburgh, or even just an obscure mineshaft in Arizona? The question remains unanswered, but maybe one day it'll be you speaking from the stone. It was good. Very spooky. Very spooky. So continue your theory here okay. on why it's why it would be one moment because I do want to get into this. Now a let me bit. give you all the answers. <laughs> no, um, it's just my my personal sort of, and I mean, I'm I'm not gonna fucking put it out there. Like I came up with this idea. I'm sure somebody else had this idea. Twitter will come for I you. I am sure that there's somebody who has literally written fucking books on this idea. But my personal Stacks. view of it. Is that I think um, I do subscribe to this theory of some level of recording of moments of intense pain, intense emotion in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that the energy, uh, spiritual energy of a person can get sort of encoded on a place, right? I don't necessarily know that that means that a conscious, sentient um, ghost that's like a copy of this person lives in that place and you know wanders around and rattles chains in that place i don't i don't necessarily see it that way i see it more as um energy from one particular moment in time um that is that sort of resides in this place right Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah it's not like scooby-doo where there's like well in scooby-doo the ghosts weren't real but like it's not like how it's portrayed on Scooby-Doo where there's this full form apparition that's just wandering around and, and right. can talk to you and have a conversation. Right. right? Um, I see it much more as uh, a moment of intense fear and that fear energy is in this place and that's why it feels bad or dread. And that dread energy is in this place and that's why it feels bad. Yeah. Um, very similar to what I felt in uh, when I visited the Edinburgh vaults, I felt the weight and like the pressure and mm-hmm. the, misery um of having to be in that situation and the desperation yeah um so where i kind of i totally buy into that um i think that there's something that goes on when somebody has a paranormal experience of this kind a haunting whatever um i think there's the energy that's encoded on the place And then I think there's the energy that you are bringing yourself. So I think there, in order to have a paranormal experience like that, you are bringing something to the table as well. And I see it much more as an interaction between the energy that's in this place and you. Mm -hmm. So that's why, for example, you know, I may walk into a room and have a totally different experience than you would have if you walked into that room, Mm -hmm. right? I think there's some sort of, um, and I don't, I, you know, I have no idea how it would work, but I just, in theory, um, think that there's some sort of, it's kind of like a lock and a key, right? You, if you're not, we've talked about being open and being kind of guarded with, with those sorts of things, but I think there's more to it than that. Like, like, I think if there's an experience that I can somehow relate to, that is somehow tied into why that energy is there, then I think I will have a closer connection to that and be able to pick up on it quicker Mm -hmm. and experience it potentially more fully than somebody who doesn't, right? So 
For example, um, if I uh, am a mom who has lost a child, mm-hmm. who is in childbirth, let's say, and I walk into a room where, however many years ago, uh, a woman lost her child in labor, I think that I might potentially that might hit me, that recording, if that's what you want to call it, might hit me harder and differently than it would somebody else. Mm, okay. And it, it doesn't mean that's a really simplified explanation. You don't have to go through exactly what that fucking person went through, but something in that energy resonates in you. It's kind of like a tuning fork where you know something is going to strike that chord in you and that's going to pull your awareness to it. Whereas if you don't, if you don't have that chord then you may not pick up on it or it may be much uh, a much um, more diluted experience for you. Um, it might resonate with you on a, on, a, on a much smaller level. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I think, it's, I think it's much more interactive of a thing. I don't think hauntings happen to you. I think haunt- hauntings happen with you. Whoa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you're, you're an active participant, basically. Um, yeah. I, yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, to me, I thought that um, I could kind of see what they were talking about as, like, why all of this wouldn't, like, you wouldn't get all of these, um, you know, why it wouldn't be overwritten and all of that. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I necessarily believe in, anytime I see something where it's like a corporate, what do you say, corporeal, corporeal mm-hmm. um, ghost, or I don't, I'm less inclined to believe those. For me, a haunting is more emotional. Mm-hmm. It's more, and it's more about the emotional part of it it's that feeling right like you said versus like this is the actual form right. like i'm you know fucking you know this victorian ghost who's here to fucking fuck your life up like i'm not well, i don't I, I don't necessarily so i think if you're gonna get to the level of a full body apparition um something is resonating very um it, it's either right really 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 fucking strong energy like Mm. like that's the point where okay maybe this is a different kind of haunting maybe this is not a recording sort of situation Mm -hmm. and this is like a fucking you know sentient thing that's here um maybe um and maybe it's not what it seems to be Right, mm-hmm. maybe maybe what we're dealing with here is not like a human ghost. Maybe what we're dealing with is something the different. devil, um, or or maybe it's something that is resonating with you very strongly, and and you are projecting that full body apparition, right? Because our brains are very, our brains do not like not um, not understanding things, not being able to put things in their context, right? Mm -hmm. If there's a noise that happens, there has to be a cause for that noise, right? And our brains are very capable. um, They're very, very, very skilled at tricking us into finding an explanation, right? Yeah, yeah. So if I hear a noise, it's quite possible that my brain, without me even knowing, can basically imagine or hallucinate or whatever a form to make 
a reason for that noise, right? Okay. When maybe there's yeah. not even anything there. So there's lots of, you know, different routes that we could go with that. Mm -hmm. um, and probably every experience where there's been an actual legitimate, like, full body apparition is maybe a different situation. Maybe in one situation you got a fucking problem and you need to call David Bowie. Um, <laughs> maybe in one in another situation it's just your, you know, you are the one who's creating that apparition. That's not something that's there. You're creating it as an as a as a reason for these unexplained things that are happening and these noises and whatever. Yeah. Um, for me, the kind of going back to what I said about the the one moment that I had where I truly felt like like my wall had been my walls had been <laughs> wrecked. He's I mean, scaling your walls, sugar. <laughs> my walls were wrecked. Mm -hmm. um i it was that house that you remember that we did a photo shoot in that one time behind oh yeah um, yeah. Okay, you yeah remember that mm -hmm. and in this it was this old house that oh, uh had uh the story went that a gentleman there had committed suicide and you could actually see when you went in when you went into the house where he had uh i guess allegedly i should say left a note um, you could see it written on the stairs where it was set, where it said, I'm upstairs. And then, which is fucking chilling in and of itself. Yeah. Right. Anytime you just go yeah. into a place like that, especially some place that's dilapidated and abandoned and you see I'm upstairs girl. Um, and I believe the name was Eunice. Cause I think it was, it was. I'm upstairs it was. and it was Eunice. And you know, Obviously, what did I do? Just like I would have if I was a fucking YouTuber in 2013. I went upstairs. And what did my Katie fucking, do? My, and what did Katie do? Katie did not go upstairs. I, Katie stayed downstairs. Yeah, yes. She didn't go upstairs. I, I stayed did. on the stairs. I stayed on the stairs. And I spoke with Eunice. <laughs> yes. Um, and when you got up to the stairs um, at the landing, there was another note that said... Um, I'm in here mm. again, really chilling. I still get goosebumps when I, when I talk about it. And there was an arrow pointing to one of the rooms and in one of the rooms, there was supposedly again, allegedly um, there was a chair. It was a leather um, like really nice black leather um, armchair. And supposedly that's where this gentleman had committed suicide. Um, and, it was just really creepy looking, and so we were there, and there's stuff everywhere. There was a room that had, like, children's toys in it and all this stuff or whatever, and I had my camera with me, so I was taking pictures of things, and obviously that's why we were there was to do, like, a, you know, fun, respectful shoot um, in this environment, and so I picked up the teddy bear, which is probably shouldn't do. You have to remember that we were very young. You have to remember that Kenny was very young. <laughs> very young and naive. Because, of course, while I'm, while I'm like, they have gone upstairs, because we also had a friend with us. They had both gone upstairs to fuck around. I'm sitting on the stairs, like, with my hands on the house, like, saying, I'm so sorry for your pain, friend. Find peace. Yeah. And then Kenny is upstairs being a fucking hooligan. I wasn't being a hooligan. I wasn't like mess. I wasn't kicking shit around. I Tell was what you did with the bear. I took the teddy bear and I placed it in the armchair and I took a picture of it. Huh. Yeah. 
Yep. Good. Um, and then the next thing I knew, uh, said bear was back in the fucking room where it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and none of us there had fucking moved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got such, when I saw the bear literally back to where I had picked it up, I got, I felt so like exposed mm-hmm. that I myself, like I, I didn't go back upstairs. I, I left. I went back downstairs and I never went mm-hmm. back up there and we stayed downstairs the entire time we did what we did and then we got out. Um, but that was truly one moment where I have to say that like, I just, I felt like, oh shit, mm-hmm. this is, <laughs> this ain't right. So I and yes, before anyone comes for me, I'm aware it was stupid. Don't mess with shit. Respect the space and all it of is, that. You have to. This was like ten years ago, probably yeah, longer than ten years probably. ago. It's a long ass time. Um, but again, I wasn't being disrespectful to the place. I wasn't like kicking shit around. I wasn't telling any you know ghosts to fuck off. I was just exploring, and I just saw a moment that I wanted to. I was like, oh, this would be a cool picture. Mm-hmm. Boy, <laughs> they said. You leave my shit where I fucking mm-hmm. left it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, so that's kind of my little story. That's the story that I have to present today. Um, you can find these videos on YouTube. I'll try to make sure to link them in our groups and so that people can watch them. Um, they are definitely chilling. I was up until like almost 4 a.m. watching these fucking videos. Um, and uh, as of now, um, I think there were a couple people that tried to go into the mines after this. Mm-hmm. Um, so this happened in 2013 and then he went back in 2014. So in between 2015 and 2017, there's like one or two videos of people going in and exploring it. Um, those videos, nothing really happened. There's one where the chains move, but the guy admitted to that being a hoax. Like, mm-hmm. and that one was like very obvious. Like he did the, he turned his camera around, turned back around. And then it was just like four or five chains that were just like, violently moving right um and he admitted to it being a hoax and i guess he was trying to recreate recreate it but to show that you know there's the potential our original video could be a hoax because it looked very real when i saw it Mm -hmm. and i thought it was real and then i dug a little deeper and saw i mean what has frank been doing since then just the same thing same normal things things. yep and he refuses to go like he has again claimed that he will never go back to the horton mine i think it's probably a very good idea nobody can actually go back into the horton mine now Hmm. because a youtuber in 2018 Mm -hmm. went um, to do some exploring of his own and found the entrance to the Horton Mine barred. Yeah, because these fuckers are going in there and like putting themselves in goddamn danger. Mm-hmm. You ain't you ain't about to. State don't like that. Nope. So no exploring the Horton Mine for anyone, but you can stand outside of it and take pictures. Excellent. Which is probably what you should do anyway. That's what. That's absolutely what you should do. <laughs> Unless you're like an experienced expert, like probably with a fucking team. Because Frank's ass ain't got no damn team. So what if something goes wrong? Your ass is going to be stuck there. You ain't got no cell signal in there. He didn't what have. The he didn't have a co-host with him. Yeah. You always travel with a co-host. Buddy system. You got you to gotta do it right. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, yeah, no, don't don't go crawling around mines unless you know what you're fucking doing. Yeah, you you can get there's a lot of bad shit that can happen to you, and not all of it's paranormal. Yeah, there's bobcats. Hell yeah, you don't want to get fucked up like that. That's Mm-mm. bad. Nah, and then and then you, guess what? You get a, you get ate up by a bobcat, and then your spiritual energy gets attached to the mm-hmm. fucking stone. And then some fucking YouTuber is gonna come in and record your ass and put you on YouTube. <laughs> and you're probably gonna get demonetized. Probably. So there you go. You yeah. don't want that. You nope. don't want that. No. Nope. But I guess uh, we do want them to go check out our social media. We do. Though, you can right? check us out on YouTube. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, Actually, you know we're doing this, and then literally, I want to point out that on our Patreon, we went to the fucking Buddy Man Bridge. We and did. Like- <laughs> we did. Um, do what we say, not what we do. Okay. Um. To find out what we say, you can find us on Instagram at The Haunted Heart Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at The Haunted Heart. We are also on Facebook. If you search The Haunted Heart Facebook, you can like our Facebook page. We always love when people do that. And you can also join our closed Facebook group. Now, it is private, so nobody on your friends list can see what you're doing in the group unless they're also in the group. And then, hey, you found a new way to connect. Um so definitely uh, request to join. The request to join thing is just a feature so that we can keep bots out. Um, if you request to join and you are not a bot, um, either Kenny, myself, or a member of our Murder Mod Squad will approve you mm-hmm. for membership. We and will. then you can join and yeah. socialize and have a great time yeah. even throughout quarantine. Yeah. Um, if you have any topic ideas, if there's something that y- happened in your town that you're just dying for us to investigate, to talk about on the show, shoot us an email, thehauntedheartpodcast at gmail.com, and we will add it to our topic list. And lastly, if you are interested in supporting the show, um, you know where to find us. You can find us at patreon.com slash thehauntedheart. We have all sorts of bonus exclusive content on there for our patrons. We also have a patron-only Discord channel where you can chat with us in real time. Um, and yeah, it's just a good time over there on Patreon. I love it. There's there's some spooky smut. There's scary stories read aloud. There's all sorts of like weird one-off shit. What's that? Oh yeah, just random stuff. Yes. Some, you know, we like to do that every now and then. We like to, that's where we throw all of Did our you- random ideas that sometimes work out and sometimes are a big fucking mess, which sometimes means it works out better because people enjoy it. Did you tell them they could review us too? Uh, review us. Kenny wants you to. I just really, he really I, want you I to. Just, listen, I say this, and I've been wanting to say this because I just want more comments. I want more <laughs> reviews. I see you people. Look, he's a Leo. I. He needs to know what you think about I, him. <laughs> about us. He needs it. No, I just see where we get like I see where the the number of uh, reviews go up, but I don't see any comments. Like comment leave a comment i want to know yeah i i will read it on the air so when you go to your favorite podcast platform wherever you're listening to the show now and you leave us a five-star review because i know you're going to because you're a good person mm-hmm. um include in the comment section fuck you kenny <laughs> just do that please just do please that for do. me for me please so all right, I think we are at the end of another beautiful, beautiful moment here at the Haunted yeah, Heart Podcast. And another hard day's labor. Hard day's work, you're right. Um, you know, it's kind of like we are leaving our imprint 
on the world oh when my we record God. this. Oh no! For the world. <laughs> I'm just is this kidding, what y'all. we're leaving? You know what you is this do? what we're le- after a whole fucking no. life? This is what we're gonna leave you with? No, absolutely oh not. God. You guys, we fucking love you, and you know what you gotta do. Until you hear us next time on your fucking podcast feed, you gotta stay, stay spooky. spooky.